this is Julio Cotto at the National Hispanic Institute Home Office in Maxwell, Texas. I'm joined here by Ernesto Nieto, president and founder of the organization, having a little conversation about for families and students who've applied to participate in the National Hispanic Institute, so you can learn a little bit more about this organization, what you have in what's in store for you this coming summer, and also understand what really is underneath uh, this organization in terms of our, our learning objectives and goals, our mission, and our overall purpose out there in the community and in society. And Ness, I wanted to just go tell us a little bit about why did you start this organization? We're just uh, less than two years away from turning 40, the organization is. Uh, why did you choose to start it? What got it going? Well, whenever you talk about two years from turning 40, I, I want parents to know that I, that was a long time ago. That was 38 years ago when we started, as we were starting our 39th year as we moved towards 2018, 2019. Back then, the idea of NHI, the National Hispanic Institute, was to provide a learning space that went beyond the particulars of high school and college. We, we knew that high school education is important, high school diplomas are important. We also knew that college was important and attaining a college degree was important. If, if, if our kids, if Latino kids were going to find gainful employment and lead financially more comfortable, uh, better economic lives. I mean, that was a given. We also knew that high school and college was not enough. When you live in a competitive world and the more education you get, the more competitive things get. There is a big difference when you operate as essentially a functionary or someone that trabajo diario where you get paid an, hour, an hourly salary and it's repetition work. Uh, hard work, meaningful work, honest work, absolutely. When you get into management, when you get into uh, doing much more difficult level work, you need to have other skills that high school and college just don't get you and don't give you. So that was one of the reasons that NHI was established. Kids needed to learn to manage language a lot better, be more effective communicators. They need to know they needed to know how to form ideas and express ideas and be complex with their thoughts because they, they're in a competitive environment. If you're a manager or a supervisor, if you're a leader in the community, if you're, if you want a successful family, if you want to do things, you have to have a communications capacity that goes way beyond a simple job description. So that was number one. Number two, you need to know how to manage things, how to run things, how to run organizations, how to supervise people. The word we use here at NHI is governance. Tienes que saber cómo tener mando, how to manage people, how to communicate and manage and how to be good at getting the best out of people in their work and in the community and through your families. And then the other thing that's very important is that you have to be very analytical. You have to see things and, and fit things like a big crossword puzzle. You have to see the relationships between one thing and another thing. You need to know how to put complex thought together. You need to make sensitive decisions, informed decisions, timely decisions, decisions that have real consequences. So 
being educated is just one of the core requirements. Knowing how to handle where you're headed is a different matter and requires a different kind of understanding. And putting those three concepts together is what led me to want to create a National Hispanic Institute because at the end of the day, Julio, we didn't have those things for Latino kids at all back in 1980, 81. And curiously, we don't even have them today in the year 2017 going into 18, except National Hispanic Institute. And why is that so important? I know, you know, you, you counsel me a lot. I have a almost three-year-old in a, actually a couple days. You have granddaughters who, who are in high school, uh, some that are in elementary and middle school as well. Why are these experiences right now in particular so important and vital? Because these are the formative years in which you learn to either have confidence in your abilities to think, evaluate, and act or you're going to give that up to somebody else who is going to take care of those matters in your behalf at the expense of running and managing your life forever. You, you, the idea of being self-determined and self-directed, self-governed, self-analytical means that you have the confidence in your abilities to manage your own life and you have the confidence and abilities to also manage the lives of others through organizations or through your job or through things that you do in 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 in, in, in relationship and in, 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 in that involves other people as well. Without those capacities, you're always going to be the 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 order taker, the follower of rules, and never the rule maker, and never the one that gives or makes the rules. Now, we talk about developing future community leaders as one of the aims, the, the mission of the organization. What does NHI mean when it's talking about community leaders? Mm-hmm. I know that that can often be translated to uh, being a CEO or being a, a political leader. What are, what, are you, what are we talking about here at NHI when we talk about that? Our community, uh, there is no doubt that we've had a vacuum of leadership for generations. A, a community or any community of Latinos, whether somos Puerto Ricanos or de Honduras, no importa si somos de Santo Domingo, no importa, no importa si somos Cubanos, wherever we may be, Mexicanos, whatever we are. The Our collective experience in this country has always been operating at the lower economic scale of American economics, period. We make the least amount of money. We have we occupy the lesser positions of influence in our jobs, in our work, in our society, in our organizations, and in our communities in which we live. One of the reasons that we have had trouble uh, moving forward and, and attempting to address our issues and needs more effectively has been because of this vacuum of knowledgeable knowledgeable leadership. We don't have the people or the number of people who come equipped with the understanding of organized solutions to societal issues. Our community has doesn't have access to many minds of that caliber and that sense of comprehension. Uh, we've been critically thin from that, from that point of view. So NHI, uh, when it talks about community leadership, what it in fact means is what it's saying. We need more people with a much more comprehensive understanding of solving complex human challenges 
than we've ever needed before if we expect to participate in a modern-day world. We need people who have uh, uh, in-depth knowledge of technology, organization, concepts, governance, analytical abilities, abilities to address complex human challenges, and know how to bring people and minds together to solve and advance our own selfish needs. And until we have that, we're always going to be behind the eight ball, eight ball always get less and when opportunity and, and the, 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 uh, the, the, the good things that come out of an engaged society is distributed, we're going to be last in line to get those benefits. And explain to me the, the, the global nature of this conversation, because I know over almost over the last 10 years now, there's been participation throughout the, all of the Americas, not just the United States, but Mexico, Panama, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, uh, Colombia last year. Why, are the, why is this conversation essential on a hemispheric level now? So I, I think one of the real goals behind NHI is to spread, not that we're going to solve this issue, Julio, but we want to spread the consciousness about the importance of leadership. I was reading last night, as a matter of fact, what ethnic communities, which ethnic communities send their children to early leadership experiences. And what I found interesting is that the Mormons, which is a society here within the United States, a religious society, 78% of their children attend leadership camps from the time they're conscious enough to be away from home. 78%. Conservative Protestants, white conservative Protestants, 63% of them send their children to some camp to learn about life and gain the emotional and psychological intelligence required to move about in groups and societies. Now, if they see it as very important, of course, we do too here at the National Hispanic Institute, then are we doing it not only in the United States, are we doing it in other Latin American countries? And my supposition and my suggestion is, is no, we don't. There are some who take advantage and see the importance, but mostly leadership is handed down by people of power back within their families and within their close circles of friends and supporters. But until we're able to see the advantages, the broader advantages of leadership of an educated forward-moving society with effective ideas, Central America, South America, Mexico, Latinos in the United States will always be third, fourth, and fifth ranked societies in relationship to the world. So NHI's response is this academy, the Summer Leadership Academy. Break it down for me, the the goal and how, how they each relate to each other. You have the Great Debate, the Lorenzo de Zavala Youth Legislative Session, okay. the Collegiate World Series. Um. I want parents to know that there is a, there are very specific goals and also very general goals in each of those three programs. Example, the great debate is, it's a fun competition. We do everything that we do. It's competitive. And the reason it's competitive is because kids need a live stage to evaluate their readiness. They need to go against somebody that's equally competent and compete for fun knowing that nothing bad is going to happen at the end of the day. So everything we do in what we call immersive disruptive learning is place kids in life learning labs to where by doing they're learning about themselves and about others. And in particular, they're learning what their weaknesses are and how to correct their weaknesses and how to become more effective and so forth. So 
Let's get to the first one, ninth grade. Most kids who are freshmen in high school still have the problem of being able to formulate complex thought and express it in verbal terms. They get caught up and it takes longer. Why? Because cognitively they're not fully developed yet. It's real simple. They don't have access to the words, the words that give meaning to their thoughts. And so by putting a kid in a situation where they have to learn to use words and apply words and apply words to thoughts and ideas and concepts is, is adding to their, stimulating their cognitive abilities to think in those terms. No better gift can be given outside of reading. We talk a lot about reading. Well, this is live reading. A kid is learning to use words, grab onto words, sometimes realize that what they're saying is not coming out the way they wanted to. And they're immediately helped to understand how to use better words, how to communicate, how to formulate better, how to deliver better, and how to be effective. And then they're, they get that, that immediate feedback from peers and, and coaches who are their mentors, not too, not too much older than them. And this is very affirming because then they feel equipped. Then they feel equipped to, and so that's the great debate. They do it in teams, and we, we purposely give them tough stuff to deal with. They're, they're, they're being co given college-level concepts to grapple with. And e any adult that wants to deal with us, we wholeheartedly invite them. And so they lose the fear of having, here's a good one, we'll do, a public voice. You know, having a public voice, knowing that your ideas are important, is very important to the maturity and health and well-being of a child. It's when they think that their ideas are not worth listening to that you're going to have a problem. So that's the great debate. And any parent who doesn't understand that has to understand that this is one of the greatest services they can give to their child at a very, very affordable. We can't do it for free. But we do it at half the price that all of the programs do it. And in terms of the topics, just one last thing on this great debate that I, I always remember is different from uh, UIL or high school speech and debate is that it's not current events. It's not public policy they're talking about. We deal with kids conceptually. The idea behind a concept is that it has to be broken down. That requires the use of critical thinking skills. And no better gift can give to be given to a child than to equip them with the critical thinking skills to break down complex, dense substance. So let's move on to the LDZ. The LDZ is an entirely different experience because one of the things that we lack in societies a lot of times is how to collectively engage people in solving like problems, concerns, and address challenges. We don't know how to be part of civic life outside of thinking that everything is politics. And that's not true. Everything is not politics. Real people who know how to govern don't need politics to solve problems they need themselves. So, so by putting a kid in an LDZ and putting them in a situation where they have to convene with others and debate ideas and then take those ideas and, 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 and organize themselves into a unit that speaks to those ideas and they select their own leaders and then they develop proposals and they vet 
meaning that they evaluate their own proposals and they prioritize their proposals to various forms of, of, of competitive uh, debate, those are the learning lessons for participating in civic life. And if you don't understand how to do that, then there's a good likelihood that you won't be able to how to better your own quality of life once an adult and having your own children because you won't be knowledgeable regarding the mechanisms through which you actually engage your family in the civic life of the communities in which you live. Vital importance. But to, to learn to do that, you have to learn organizational management, organizational protocols, organizational procedures. You have to understand what all of these matters mean. LDZ is a live lab in that experience. Saber como mover tus ideas. Now, where are they going to learn this when they go to college? They're going to leave home and enter an organized system. Structures, processes, procedures, practices, habits, perceptions, all those things. If they don't know how to navigate that, they're in trouble. They're going to have a very bad experience in college. And if they don't know how to do that, once they are fully grown adults, they're going to live very isolated nuclear lives for the rest of their lives. I know one thing about the LDZ on paper or even in the, the videos you may see that it can be an understood to be a, a politics or a government, uh, a legislative game. I know I, I, for one, as a high school student, was interested in that kind of thing, but came to realize that it, it was, it was much more than that. Um, and even some of my friends are, are not government politics folks at all and gained a lot. What is it that is at, at the core of LDZ that the government part is a game, the legislative part is a game, but why are those skills so important regardless of whatever career path you may take or whatever kind of civic role you may want to take? Because we all live in some kind of organized world. And organized worlds operate under structures and policies. All of us live, whether we pay taxes, whether we live in a rural community, whether we live in a metropolitan <laughs> community, whether we live wherever we live, we live in whether we go to school, college, university, at work, we all live in organized within the structures of organized systems. That is what being human means. And if we don't know how to manage those rules and protocols, if we don't know how to self-actualize, if we don't know how to create an identity for ourselves and make our ideas work, then everybody else is going to benefit except us. We're always going to be at the end of the line waiting to be given something for nothing. And so the less we expose our kids, decía mi mamá, saber cómo defenderte, mijo, métete y dile sus ideas. Presenta tus ideas y preséntate tú, saber cómo comportarte en, en la comunidad. And so what I needed to learn to do is go there. I mean, how many parents actually take their kids to a city council meeting? Probably none. Or to a school board meeting. Ask yourself, mom and dad, when's the last time you took your child to a school board meeting? Or a county commissioner's meeting? You know, not, why do why why do we vote in such such low numbers in Houston, Houston, Texas? Twenty three percent of the Latino eligible voter votes in elections, and then those quejamos because we don't have Latinos elected and we don't have our own. Well, of course, because everybody knows they don't know systems. Leave them alone. They're going to blow their own brains out. They're going to cut their own throats. El no saber. That's what my mother used to say to me. El no saber es el problema, amigo. And so that's why every parent needs to send their kids to an LD. It's a beautiful experience. Kids are protected and always safe because they're on a college campus and they're constantly being supervised. Nada, nada les va a pasar. Nothing bad's going to happen to them. And they need to learn to be on their own. 
that final step, the Collegial World Series, we more often now we call it a, a capstone experience for a lot of the students who are in CWS. Most of them, in fact, are former participants. What's vital and essential about this final step? I call it ya es tiempo. Ya es tiempo. I have two uh, twin granddaughters. So hijas de mi hija Nicole. And right now they're learning to they're learning to drive, right? And they have their little license. But they're not allowed to drive except to go to school and the neighborhood grocery store. Todavía no es tiempo. But this summer they will go to the CWS. Yes, that's all. I don't know which one they're going to go, but they're going. And there's a reason that come September 1st, 2018, this, this year, within six months, my granddaughters are going to go from being little protected high school girls to being, to planning for adulthood for the rest of their lives. Within six months, they're going to go from being totally dependent on, on mom, dad, Tios, tias, grandpa, grandma, mima, whatever. They're going to go to being self-directed. And now, I don't know of any child who can learn to be an adult in six months. I don't. I've never met that person in my life. So the CWS was designed knowing that these kids are now moving into dangerous territory, meaning they're going to be independently going to college and making a decision that's going to cost them over $200,000 to go to school. They're going to be asked to make decisions about careers and lifetime jobs and employments and business opportunities that's going to have lifetime consequences for the rest of their lives. They're going to be asked to be on their own and their interpersonal relationships with adults and people with different philosophies and ideologies and lifestyles. They're going to get confronted by politics from the left to the right to the middle to the radical. They're going to be told this is the latest literature. These are the latest beliefs. Everybody's going to try to control who they are but them. So why the CWS? Because we want our kids to be self-controlling, self-directed, self-crafted. And we want them to develop the analytical skills to see it and recognize it for what it's worth when they see people coming at them. When they go to college and they know they got to self-monitor their nutrition, they got to self-manage their time, they've got to, they got to make sure they don't get into debt, that they spend their money correctly, that they plan their future. This is all about CW, plan their futures well on their own terms and in accordance to the values and culture that parents and grandparents expect because it's good for them. I mean, a kid is protected all their lives. Your daughter, Sophia, is being protected by you and your wife. You don't want them to suddenly go out there and go, okay, I'm going to throw all that away because this does not apply to me anymore. Or they're going to pay serious consequences. So the CWS is a put-on-your-big-pants program. We need to talk to you for about five, six days, and we bring to them the best qualified college admissions directors we can find in the United States. It is a solid and amazing program. The other one is, uh, we just got a letter the other day from a young woman who went to the CWS and, and it'll be published in the NHI magazine. And I'll finish with this. She said, when I was told this was my, was my door, dorm room in her letter and I had to meet, meet my, my roommate for the first time, 
It was weird for her and a familiar experience for me because how many young people my age have I learned to meet for the first time through NHI programs? When I had to sleep alone for the first night, how many nights did I learn to sleep alone going to an NHI room? She said, when I was asked to go to a social to meet other kids my age at the college campus, I was the first one out there extending my hand. And when I met my supervisors and told them I wanted to get involved in student government, they appreciated my firm handshake and my eye contact and my smile at the conclusion. She said, I learned all of that by going to NHI programs. And that, to me, is are the life lessons and the importance of the CWS. Mom and Dad work with us because we want those kids there. We know why we're doing. It's just not that we want them there uh, because it's important to us. It's because it's important to them and your family. You mentioned a little bit already that all the programs take place on college campuses. They're well supervised. Give us a quick glimpse about the faculty. Uh, most of the faculty, if not all of them, are former participants themselves, um, which is a, a, a kind of newer NHI, a growing NHI. Tell us about uh, the faculty and staff that yeah. parents are going to be sending their kids to work yeah. with. It's, it's a very close shop, and I'll be very honest with parents. I'm a grandpa. You know what I want for my granddaughters? Lo mejor. Se acabó. Real simple. I don't want them, I don't want some some poppy-eyed person trying to influence them with all kinds of ideologies and philosophies. So we only allow former participants to come back and be and be faculty. Now, that's number one. Number two is that they must be college educated. They must have completed their degrees. And number three, they have to be over 26 years of age, 25, 26. Most of them are much older. They're in their 30s, 40s, and even their early 50s. Uh, all of them are professional-level people. All of them take time from their job. They don't get paid for this. They volunteer. They don't, they don't get paid. They volunteer their time. And all of them have to undergo NHI background checks. We make sure that we do security checks on them. And secondly, they must go through our certification programs. So no son ideas ellos, son ideas del instituto. And so they need to be, they need to understand our training curriculum and go through our certification process. Here's the most important. They understand our standards and they understand our values and they understand our culture. Ahí no nos chiflamos. We understand, we observe, we, we respect young women. And like I tell a lot of young guys, you treat young women the way I would treat your mother, con respeto. And they need to understand que ahí tiene que haber respeto. Same thing for the guys. Young women need to treat them con respeto. We want them to be very family-oriented. We also want them to have a good time con limites. And we understand all those things. So that's why these faculty members are very special to us. And some of them have been working with us now going over 15 years. Uh, some of the families listening <clears throat> and participants listening, it's their first year. Some of them, this may be their third summer. Uh, what are just a final glimpse of what's in store for them as NHI members over the long haul? You know, uh, we, as we've mentioned, in a year or so, we're turning 40 as an organization. Um, probably near a hundred thousand students have gone through these experiences. We're seeing some of our alumni do some outstanding things in their professional and in their community lives. What's in store beyond these three high school summer programs well, as first, members? Yeah, I understand. The first three years are core training programs. We call them skill sets. They develop certain skill sets in each program. They develop certain competencies in each program and they develop a knowledge base distinct in each program. Those are the core essential learning social lab experiences for these kids. There are no lectures 
Everything is experiential, and we have this concept called immersive disruptive. They learn through the act of doing and self-evaluating and self-assessment through a lot of questions. It's very Socratic, and it's very, it's very pointed towards kids learning for themselves through conversations with well-qualified adults who know how to ask key questions. As they move into college, we want them to come back. Now, when they come back, they come back in a volunteer staff role because we want them to learn project management, project planning, project operations, project evaluation. We want them to learn how to learn about supervision. We want them to learn those skills, no longer as participants, but as people who are sharing experiences with kids who are younger. When they get out of college into what we call the young professionals, now we want them to get project experience. They're, they're given assistant directorship roles to literally help operate some of these programs to learn how to deal with kids, to learn how to manage things, to learn how to evaluate, to learn how to be real impact people. What this means is that the NHI progressive model of leadership training starts at the high school freshman level and continues all the way through high school, through college, which is now seven years, and then into uh, the, the post-secondary uh, age ranges and up to the ages of 30. So you're looking at a training cycle that's very comprehensive and very long, better than a master's, better than a PhD. So when we talk about leadership, community leadership, organizational leadership, we want our young people to really understand what we're preparing them for. It's life in the hereafter in the U.S., Latino community, and abroad. Thank you for listening. Again, this is Julio Cotto here at the National Hispanic Institute Home Office in Maxwell, Texas, joined by NHI President and Founder Ernesto Nieto. This is the first in a series of podcasts that will be published over the coming months in preparation for the 2018 summer. We look forward to getting to know you if you are a first-year participant, and those of you returning, we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Thank you.